Courtney, you were saying when we were troubleshooting about something you've done? Oh, I watched uh, another scary movie this week. We watched- John's wedding footage finally came back? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, I lost that on purpose. <laughs> ah, you could have watched me get fed pizza again. I mean, it was like same, same. We watched Saw. Did you really? Yeah. That Wow. Yeah. Is it because it was directed by James Wan and you watched The Conjuring, so you wanted to see more of his movies? Who? Okay. <laughs> it's funny. It's my kind of yeah, there is actually a parallel to to John's wedding. The <laughs> I remember. I remember when Kristen's like, "Would you like to take this man?" <laughs> um, that sounds just like her. Saw is the directional debut of the same dude who did The Conjuring. Oh. So and Insidious, for that matter, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's done the, just a fucking shitload of them now. Mm-hmm. And Aquaman. Well, what did you... Did he really do Aquaman? Huh? Never watched it. Huh. Um, Shame. So you said that it had one of the best twists uh, that you've seen so far in one of those movies. Yeah. So, well, the first part that was really exciting was seeing Carrie Ells as, like, an adult in a movie. Because I've only ever seen him in uh, Princess Bride. So I mean, like, he wasn't exactly no, like creepy like Besson in that movie. He was movie. like old as fuck in, the, in Saw compared to how young he looks in... Well, um, uh, not not to spoil anything, but wait till Saw 6. He's a goddamn geriatric. No, I'm not. We decided that we're only watching the first one and that's it. It just ends there. Uh, that's the probably Royal a week. good choice because the further you go into Saw, the farther it gets away from, you know... What made it good. Oh no, there's a lot of lore building, my friend. In between violent, <laughs> uh, you know, torture porn. Ugh. Yeah, it wasn't a fan and? of that. <laughs> and? But when he gets up at the end of the movie, like, mind blown. Did you scream? No, but I was just like, that's incredible. Like, what an, a fantastic twist that what he a was twist. just laying there the whole time. So you had the just laying there. <laughs> you had the, the pleasure of there. watching like one of the better horror movies that you've seen in a while. And over the weekend, I saw one of the worst <laughs> movies that I've seen in a while. That new M Night Shyamalan movie is fucking trash. Just hot garbage. They don't trust their audience at all to the point where like exposition is in the form of ham-fisted dialogue delivered by really shitty actors. Either that, or mm-hmm. they're really good actors just with an M Night Shyamalan script. I I. I don't understand I, I, because it literally they're on an island. They get older really fast. That's yes. like the whole premise. Yes. I, I don't understand why there needs to be exposition. <laughs> One day on a uh, desert island. How did you get to this island? Why are you here? What's your motivation? When is the tiger going to attack someone? I saw a meme that was like, did he just see one of those t-shirts? It's like, life's a beach and then you die. Like, was that the inspiration for the movie? (laughs) I don't want to spoil it because it's still very much new in theaters, even by the time this episode is going to come out. But there are some moments, especially like at the end, like the twist isn't even really a twist. Like everything's telegraphed from a mile away. And that's not me trying to sound jaded. That's just authentic. Like if anybody walks out of the movie, like, well, I did not see that coming. You're a (laughs) fucking idiot um <laughs> can i take one blind stab no because i don't want to spoil right, it why just say spoiler alert and then yeah say it. or sure. if it really is offensive to you i can just cut your answer whatever are they in a How simulation cut, no no, no, no that's not <laughs> <laughs> i was like that's the only stupid twist i could think of was <gasps> plot twist or was it all a dream there we go 
It was also not a dream. And, and there was also, this. they weren't also just walking ghosts, and there wasn't one person who was just seeing the ghost the entire time. Oh, uh, so it wasn't it was purgatory. Okay. No. Damn it. <laughs> in fact, everything well. that we've just talked about would have been infinitely more entertaining in the movie than what actually happens. Oh, God. I would say, I would say at the bottom tier, it's the happening, and then right above the happening is old. If you're going like, to rank M. Night Shyamalan movies. Because <laughs> the happening was bad. The happening was bad because it was just fucking boring. Like, I don't mm. think I've ever been as bored in a, in a horror movie. Old was bad because it was taking itself so seriously while being so bad that it shouldn't have taken itself seriously. Oh, okay. So they were tryhards. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All I will say is that the twist hasn't been this popular since Chubby Checker. And speaking of pop music... Miss Courtney is going to delight us with something of a similar vein this evening, am I correct? Hell yeah. Well, that's exciting. Woo. So by the way, <gasps> this this is uh this is the disinformed podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. And what we typically do here is delve into a random esoteric topic, and in the course of explaining it to one another, we live in the occasional liar 12, just to make things interesting, and it is then incumbent upon the co-hosts listening raptly to interject and note the lies from the truths, the facts from the fiction, and uh, no one wins because none of us know how to play. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So, Calgon, take me away. Oh. So I I don't have 12 lies. I only have three. So hopefully that will suffice. Nice. Don't you mean you have four? <laughs> no, wait, that's me. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so like you said, we're going to we're going to talk about pop music. Um, it was funny kind of listening back to last week's episode and it being a very music-centric episode and then trying to like write another music episode to follow a Shane episode is just not what I'm about. It stressed me out a lot. So let's let's do this. <laughs> it's okay. You can always just present after mine so that, you know, you're already everything is just gonna you don't have to worry about, you know, comparison. You're saying that stuff. you're you're a layup? <laughs> yes. Very much so. <laughs> you just it'll just pass you that that dunk right there. Um, but yeah, so it's really, it's no secret that I am a sucker for boy bands. Um, I kind of grew up in like the peak of, um, what I would consider prime boy band time, even though others would argue that the, the early nineties, eighties boy bands were better, but I, I grew up with the Jonas Brothers and One Direction and Five Seconds of Summer and like, I've seen all those bands live. Like that was like my preteens, like that was the peak of music were you essentially the south park episode i don't know if the I've one when one. uh when kenny wants to take his girlfriend to the jonas brothers concert <laughs> what? because when you take uh essentially the joke is like it was a purity culture joke oh my god like you would take or kenny wants to take his girlfriend to the jonas brothers concert because it's going to get her so riled up that he's going to get laid <laughs> and then the through line in that episode is that a mouth is the filthiest part of a woman and you'll die immediately if you make out with a woman or like let her do anything to you and then spoiler alert at the end of the episode he does get laid 
and he gets filleted and he dies. I need to watch that immediately. That sounds you hilarious. do. It's fucking hilarious because <laughs> Courtney is in fact a sucker for board games. That's so. yep, exactly. <laughs> it all, it goes all the way to the top. It, well, you know, once you've seen a boy band line, if you turn into a succubus, and that's just how you live out the rest of your days. <laughs> and Shane said, "God damn you, succubus!" There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel it bubbling inside of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the aha. <laughs> Uh, but finally, now in today's day and age, we have the boy band to end all boy bands. Uh, we have BTS. Yeah, I have I, I have difficulties getting invested in a, you know a musical act that sounds like an intestinal disorder. <laughs> it's very very close. Uh, I have BTS. I'm sorry, I have to leave early. Uh, <laughs> I had chili last night, and it's not sitting well. What a great excuse to get out of things, though. I Truly. ate the BTS I'm meal sorry, at McDonald's, BTS. and I'll never be the same. Yeah, it's the uh, only thing I know true. about them. Um, and you know, to be blessed by such a terrific boy band in this day and age, even though the Grammys do not give them the damn respect they re- deserve. What happened to them? The they got snubbed. They were they were last in the lineup of the night to keep people watching because they wanted to see their performance, and they did not get any nominations. Ooh. Ouch. Um, so basically today I'm going to be telling you about, um, the rise of the biggest music group in the world, um, how the group put out three number one albums in 11 months, um, Jesus. how K-pop stands became a political force that humiliated Donald Trump. Hell yeah. And also the kind of dark underbelly of the K-pop industry. Ooh, that's what I'm excited for. A lot of insider trading. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> but bodies <laughs> like human, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> human training. Unfortunately, oh, I thought we were getting back into the suckers again. Uh, In a way, yes, <laughs> true. Everybody likes a snowball from time to time, it's <laughs> fine, <laughs> or a blumpkin, uh, you know, or felching, just whatever your preference. Good god, <laughs> um. <laughs> K-pop itself is actually um, a newer genre of music. Um, Most of the music that was broadcast in South Korea and to their audiences was more of like slow ballads and another unique genre um, called trot, which is a very like slow and like rhythmic sounding music. Like it's all very like droning. Is Is trot trot bullshit? bullshit? Nope. (laughs) Why would they call it a trot? It's such a bizarre name for for a genre. Yeah, for something so slow. I feel like... So that's what happens once you get BTS. You get the trot? You get the trot. the trots. Um, Yeah. Shane and I may have gone to a trot show at one one point or another. Remember there was that uh, that record store right next to Yucca and you had a uh, Yeah, that was a thought show, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Shane, so Shane took me on a really romantic date. I did. Um, I did. It was good times. And I had no idea about the, the group that I was going to watch, but it was a friend of Shane's. And um, let's just say to crib from Shane, I was not quite ready for it because it was just white noise, like oscillating white noise, mm-hmm. essentially, and pink noise. Yeah. So that's, is that trot? It's just whooshing noises? No, not <laughs> quite. It does have a lot of like vocal effects kind of situation. I didn't listen to a bunch of it before this. I was going to, and then I ran out of time. <laughs> Way to take care of your bears. Yeah, I had to take care of my bears. <laughs> um, and so basically it wasn't until around 1987 that the South Korean government would reform its um, policies and it would lighten its censorship. 
Um, so radio and TV had been under very tight controls, which caused certain artists and songs, um, specifically rock music, to be um, banned by the government. Um, and independent artists or even just music production that was independent of the government was non-existent. I would uh, hazard a guess that it's not rock music that was banned. That's funny because I almost put a lie there, but I okay. didn't. So it actually it was rock music. I thought we were going to flip back and forth from last week and it's like, <laughs> it was rap music. <laughs> and that was the lie I was going to put in. And that's why I okay. didn't. <laughs> All right. Well done. I'm on your wavelength. Perfect. Um, so basically any music that was debuted to the Korean audience was done so through talent shows that were broadcast on TV over the weekend. Um, so they would basically every weekend they would get their audience daily because they pretty much had like two channels and it was like, watch the news that we feed you or watch these people that we've approved to sing on TV. Yay. Mm. I think there's like a less scary version of that in Canada. I can't really speak a whole lot to it but that's how a lot of like my one of my favorite bands Alexis on fire how they got really popular is that if you made it on to um, certain parts of Canadian television or like their MTV if you if you will like that is what really like skyrocketed artists but I don't think it was like censorship and control like you're mentioning but sure more of just like a popularity thing if yeah. they well there's a degree to which not to cut you off no, Michael no, sorry fine. but the um Canadian television is actually wired so that you actually have to have Canadian made television for that, a certain percentage of the hour so go. yeah so they they will not allow you to just import other people's entertainment they want to have entertainment by Canadians for Canadians yeah. because which is quite <laughs> lovely so you know you got to keep the uh, the maple infusion very very concentrated yeah not to to change it too much but that's why i kind of learned about it in a roundabout way is because alexis on fire is a hardcore band and they've won awards in in canada and i thought that was really fascinating like they won like big awards like more like commercial commercially successful stuff and i thought that really weird because you know hardcore music doesn't really get awards you know, so that's why I looked look into it a little bit. So okay, thank you for. So the uh, the awards are like you know uh, like a two year supply of Tim Hortons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. it's a lifetime supply so of maple, maple syrup. syrup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the donuts instead. I do like maple though. Uh, so kind of along the same lines as what John's talking about, as far as like being discovered from a show, there was uh, one fateful weekend where a talent broadcast in 1992 uh, featured a band called Seo Taiji and the Boys, um, and they would break the mold um, by singing, dancing to an original song um, that took a lot of influence from American pop and hip hop music, um, which was very much outside the mold of what had been performed on this show so far. Um, not only did they not win the talent show that weekend, they got the lowest scores of any act that Oof. whole day. Like Seas it was get just, degrees. They bombed, t- according to the judges. Um, however, their, their single. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's either that or it's Simon Cowell talking to Josie Scott all over again. Oh, Jesus. No. Oh. You're never going to make it in the music industry. Well, as a matter of fact, I happen to have number one song in Merca. <laughs> Me and Chad Kruger. They said a hero yeah, will feed us. <laughs> Indeed, I got to meet half off there. I want a quarter pounder with cheese. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yep. Um, so basically, their their song that they played, it was called I Know, and it ended up, after their performance, um, topped the Korean charts for 17 weeks straight. 
Woo. So the audience did not agree with the judges that night. Wow. Did they record it on the show and then release it that way? Or how did it get into circulation? Yeah, so it was a song that they had already kind of put out, is my understanding. Okay, then so then they just it, kind of flashed forward. People were like, oh, shoot, like, we really like this. This is very different than what we normally listen to. Um, in fact, that song held a record um, for 15 years with the longest um, time at number one on the Korean yeah. charts. Um, so kind of shortly after that performance happened, there were some some bright ideas going around like, hey, we need to start, you know, producing music that sounds more like this because it's clearly going to make us a lot of money. Um, so as three main studios kind of popped up and then there's lots of little ones that have tried to follow suit. Um, but really in Korea, there's like the three main studios. Um, and when they first started, the first official K-pop group was called H.O.T., and they were comprised of five singers um, that embodied this new image of music. Um, catchy tunes, on-point fashion, and then just the best dance moves. Like, that is one of the things that they really value. And so this band, they really thought they had the potential to break into the American market. It's the 90s. We've got NSYNC. We've got the Backstreet Boys. Like, let's see if we can get this Korean group to that same kind of level. And so they were even chosen at one point to do a benefit concert uh, with Madonna to try to see if, like, if they did some kind of crossover, if they could get them in front of the American audience and see, you know, do you like us? Like, is this good for you? Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, they didn't really take off the way that they kind of hoped. Like, they did really well in South Korea and kind of the Asian market, but they never really hit that, like, big-time American market. Madonna seems like an odd choice to pair a boy band with, though, unless she special ordered them. I was going to ask, what was the event for? Because that's the only kind of connection that I can see between them and Madonna if it's like something that's, you know, benefiting at least South Korea or something that's at least tangentially related to the group. Well, it's like a prayer, Michael. <laughs> oh, I'm living yeah, on no, it? Yeah, no, Unfortunately, the article I was reading didn't say what the benefit was, um, and I didn't look it up separately. Um, but my guess would be, at the time, kind of her music and sound was kind of, like, tangentially related to what they were trying to do. And with, like, the backup dancer situation, like, they thought it would be a good fit. Okay. Is it bullshit that there was a relief con or a, you know, benefit concert with Madonna? Yeah, it's bullshit. Okay. <laughs> so it i'm was... sniffing around i'm like uh it, it, i can't imagine that like unless it was like, just usually... mentioned offhandedly but it sounds like it was important enough to where it should have been mentioned and promoters try to pair like with like i know it doesn't always happen but typically if you've got right. a boy band you're gonna want to have it with some because cross blending your audience like if you're gonna have a female performer you're probably going to get a lot of guys and girls anyway but unless it's yeah, like so it's, a yeah. Big, big, like, I think, um, was it during the Haitian earthquake, uh, I don't even know, a decade ago or something like that, Lincoln Park, if I recall, if I'm, if I'm connecting the correct disaster with this relief concert. Okay, it was, I was like, Haitian <laughs> earthquake, I don't know their catalog. What? Uh, That's my favorite uh, Lincoln, Lincoln Park hosted, like, it was like a massive three-day-long benefit concert that took in people from every sort of genre. If I recall correctly, I, I'll double-check it. Future me will do that. And if I'm completely wrong, okay. it'll be in the show notes. But <laughs> I feel like For if those it's, that like research. Yeah. If it's, uh -huh. like, if it's 
a smaller thing that's more localized or something like that. But if it's supposed to gain garner like <laughs> national attention, I can imagine them pulling that. But that's why I Let's asked. Stop talking about your smaller things. <laughs> so here's the crazy part: it wasn't Madonna; it was Michael Jackson. What? Yeah. Well, they, now that makes that sense. Makes, yeah, that yeah. Make sense. Because he's a lot more. I mean, he's the king of pop. So it's, right. Uh, and, popping what we're not going to discuss. Exactly. But. Ooh, we. <laughs> oh God! Uh, Zippity zoop! Is Jesus juice? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, exactly. Yep. <laughs> uh, so they were kind of like the first real official, according to my sources, boy band from Korea, the first K-pop idols. Um, and then from what I read, also the first major actual breakthrough artist um, to come out of Korea is someone that we all know and love that sings one of our favorite songs. Anybody want to take a stab? Daddy uh, don't like. Is it Blackpink? Nope. Oh, I don't know. Does anybody remember a little song called uh, Gangnam Style? Oh, oh I tried to forget. There you go. Who's, <laughs> who's favorite? <laughs> when you said that, I thought you were talking about... Um, he ca- uh, I can't pronounce her name. Or no, their name, because she came out recently I'm as non-binary. Um, Utara Hikaru? Bless you. Uh, but she's from Japan, so that's uh, that's why I got confused by it. <laughs> uh, can I just say I have never been... Well, that <laughs> oh. might be a, a bit hyperbolic. I was very severely traumatized by my mother doing that dance. Oh, God. <laughs> and that's how you know you have transcended cultural barriers oh. is when, you know, exactly. crazy, crazy Sherry's got her hands folded. <laughs> Lovely. Crazy Riding Sherry. the horse in front of her friends. And Where is that video? Can yeah, we you, get a hold of can that? Can you find that video? doesn't exist, sadly. Oh. I only saw it with my eyes, and then I scrubbed my retinas with acid could, for 45 minutes. You could always uh, text her and just be like, hey, it's really important for my art. Hey. Do this dance, yeah. Nope. The next time I see her at a show, I'm gonna go up and we're gonna Gangnam Style together, and it's okay. It's it'll be go magical. on TikTok, and it'll be Hashtag that might actually viral. that'll be a vortex will open up, and one of the elder gods will actually break through to this astral plane if that happens again. So that's so how just, you summon Eldritch Horror. Yes, be aware. This is actually how we're going to to call uh, any number of random. <laughs> Creatures call out of cherry. Of ether. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm taking notes here. Okay. I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, so Gangnam Style is from our favorite one-hit wonder, Psy, um, who is from South Korea as well. So that song did really great in the American charts because we all, for some reason, couldn't stop listening to it. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, also disagree. <laughs> Now, if this were pen, pineapple, apple pen, oh. I, I would go with you. But no, not Gangnam Style. You guys just making up words tonight? Have you never seen that video? No. Oh, my God. We're watching I have that a later. family. <laughs> not after this. God, he has a family. Whew. Ma'am, this Think is a Wendy. children. <laughs> um, uh, so like um, most groups um, that were put together by their labels, um, which is basically how um, Korean pop groups get put together, and I'll kind of get into more detail on that later. Um, BTS um, was kind of they were formed under a couple different names they went through some different member changes before they became what they are today Um, and then their actual BTS a lot of people think it stands for behind the scenes Um, it actually is just a shortened version of their actual name which is Bangtang Boys oh really fun fact yep is that bullshit nope all right cool I I thought about trying to make up a name but I'm not clever enough (laughs) 
I, I feel it. I totally understand. It's I actually no thought that the BTS stood for "bathe the sheets," but that, that was see, just my that initial. That would have been funny. I'm not funny. Um, so basically, what makes them different from most K-pop groups is they actually take part in the si- the songwriting process. Um, they aren't signed to what's called slave contracts, which I'm going to oh. talk to you about. So and they're the Hanson of K-pop. Sure. I don't know enough about no, Hanson to Jim she, Henson, never mind. One might say that you understand the reference. But I don't get the point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh um, no. And then the other thing that was really different about them was they spent a lot of time talking about personal struggles, whereas most K-pop artists, their whole thing is modeling perfection, perfect body, perfect singing, perfect dancing, Um, whereas they were like, no, like we're going to talk about real issues, and they have built a really big social media platform and following because of that. Hmm. BTS presents IBS. Exactly. It's You'll know their career has about. ended when they start doing those commercials. Oh, <laughs> where my dookie go? By BTS. <laughs> do you have erectile dysfunction? <laughs> well, if you do, we got a song about it. Oh man, <laughs> it's called Peepee. Where'd you go? Would that be butter? <laughs> no, it's called. It's. It, it was hard, <laughs> and then it's not. <laughs> Oof. Life is hard, but now I'm not. (laughs) Is that what you're hoping to break into with your music career? Um, You know, once, like, damn, the weather cools off, you're going to just start doing, like, jingles for erectile dysfunction medication? No, if I'm breaking into things because of my music career, it's going to be Holmes because I have no other alternative. (laughs) Can you give me Um. just... Just a quick tangent real quick. I need to ask Shane a question. Um, So, Shane, you're reading Once Upon a Time in Hollywood now, right? Uh, I have 60 pages left. Same. Same. Um, So you read the sequence. Just you talking about breaking into homes (laughs) reminds me of the sequence in the book where one of the Manson family members does the creepy crawl. So literally, like, she's butt naked on her hands Even better, it's Pussycat. So... Crawls on her hands and knees uh, after breaking into a home in the evening. Goes into the uh, the the master bedroom while they're sleeping, and just kind of like gets all cozy. What she takes some pictures. She changes out the light bulb. Oh, there we go. For a red bulb, and then she turns the lamp on, and, and then screams. she runs, screams, jumps onto the bed with this elderly couple sleeping, and then you know rolls around, and then jumps up and runs back. So. Out screaming. <laughs> a friday night for me i don't well the thing is like one you remind me of that and then just retelling that part of the the story like that actually scared the shit out of me when i was reading it that was so uh-huh. fucking creepy but anyway well, i just, just had to get that out just imagine me doing it <laughs> huh. i don't have erectile dysfunction oh. anymore can i take us on another tangent real quick yes please <laughs> so the whole the home invasion thing reminds me of i don't remember what podcast it was but there was a guy who was buying like five gallon buckets of petroleum jelly and sneaking into people's homes and rubbing it all over himself and then like slithering around the floor and like under their beds and he wasn't like doing anything to the people he just wanted to like be under the woman's bed so he was kind of like the character in hbo's Watchmen that just uh slip and slides into a sewer drain apparently (laughs) he's uh we call him snail trail (laughs) (laughs) well and that that we're having a hard time solving it because they were just finding like trails of petroleum jelly just like all the over shall, the you shall know me by my trail of goop <laughs> the detectives walk in they're like 
Man, they'd be fucking in this house. <laughs> <laughs> when was, did you have the orgy, ma'am? Oh, it was really creepy because it was all single women's homes that he was breaking into and going oh. and hiding under their beds. It if I, if you, terrifying. if you woke up in the middle of the night and you just heard that, like, <laughs> and you walk down and you like look or like you just go into your kitchen, there's this you guy just like and fall? making petroleum <laughs> angels in your in your kitchen. I was gonna say I, I have a dog in my house that so only has four teeth now, so I hear that sound quite regularly. And and I wouldn't be no. shocked. That's why. Shane loves ASMR so much. It's that same sound. He's just yep. surrounded by it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if this guy makes a channel, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I just the visual of somebody breaking in and then like trying to like slither through your ugh. It's too much. Can you? Can you even research better. that? Yeah, I can. Okay. Now, if you try to stop him or apprehend him as he's running out of the house, you go to grab him and just <laughs> slide off. Catch me. You're there. You're laying there like Bill Murray in Ghostbusters, like. He slimed me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What's the semen to jelly ratio, you think? Well, I think that's how they identified him was. Uh... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think it increases throughout the night. Yeah. I... Even that, though. I mean, like the carpet burns on some of your sensitives. I'm I'm not looking forward to that at all. With like the jelly's going to wear off. Anything's possible. It, it's not difference. jelly anymore because jam don't shake like that. That's right. Fair enough, I guess. And this week on the Home Invasion podcast. <laughs> See, what happens, Shane. See what happens when you try and break out with your music. <laughs> it's the, uh, the dis- I'm trying to break in, remember. But uh, oh. yeah, this, the Disinformed Podcast Network is just expanding exponentially. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> expanding into a home near you. So now we have butt rock and home invaders. Nice. I, I thought we were just going to call it jellied. Uh, oh, I like that better. I was going to say, can home invaders end with a Z, but I like jellied better. <laughs> and it's one episode. It's it's a limited series. <laughs> because we get caught the first time. <laughs> Wait, are you acting this out? Yes, that's what you're saying. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we record on location yeah. <laughs> as we're slip sliding away. And then it turns into like an ASMR because you're like, and now I've broken into the house and uh, I'm slightly <laughs> closing the door. You can kind of hear it. Okay. Oh, they got a Doberman. Oh, <laughs> Got me by the balls. It's oh, amazingly, Game its over. teeth are just slipping off of my body. Ooh, oh, that oh. doesn't, that feels strange. Come here, Pooch. <laughs> I got some peanut butter, too. Somewhere, four <laughs> listeners just turned off our podcast because <laughs> they can't handle ASMR in any volume. I understand. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for you. I have lubricants and amyl nitrate and pornographic films, <laughs> and we're going to be recording a podcast later. <laughs> Would you like to record a podcast? Do you take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband? <laughs> oh boy! Get us back! I don't. Freddy. I don't know how. I just—it's gone. Um. Would you like to make a snowman? Um, so anyways, basically they broke the mold. They didn't follow um, <laughs> they didn't follow the traditional K pop trajectory as far as image goes. They um, slithered out of the restrictions of, of genre. Yeah, yeah, I would say they with like some slid petroleum jelly. Right out from under the bed and mm-hmm. um they they John, were really... you fucked me up. I'm sorry. Because now all I'm here is just, can't catch me. <laughs> you can't catch me. <laughs> Sorry, Courtney. Please. No, you're good. <laughs> so good. Um, 
So basically because they were more relatable to fans, that's a really big theory as to why they skyrocketed to the success that they have today. Um, and basically their fan base, which has been dubbed army because they are literally militant and you should be afraid of them. Yeah. Is that true? Uh Yes. Oh God. (laughs) And I'm going to give you an example because as I mentioned before, Donald Trump learned the hard way that we do not mess with the K-pop stands. I remember this. Why couldn't they just kill him? You know, I don't see it outside the realm of possibility. (laughs) For them, maybe. I think they could if they wanted to. Um, I did see one article. I didn't read it, but it was something about the South Korean government was kind of afraid of K-pop fans. And I really, I should have, if I had had more time, I would have read it. But I just, that headline alone was just like this. You should be afraid of them. They're terrifying. Again, is this, another... how, we, is this how we got Corona? Was it germ warfare? No. <laughs> We're back to Watchmen because they definitely have the mentality uh, of you're not trapped here with, or, you know. I'm not trapped in here with you. You're, you're, you're trapped, you're trapped here with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, it sounds like John already knows, but it was last summer um, in Oklahoma. Donald Trump had had a uh, rally that he had planned, and they were doing online reservations for tickets. So every person could go, and they could reserve two tickets. And so at one point, um, Trump's campaign manager was bragging. He was like, yeah, we have like one million people that are coming to this rally in Oklahoma. And we've set up all this extra space and it's going to be like the coolest thing. (laughs) Boomer sooner. Yeah, exactly. And so basically the K-pop fans and if you were on TikTok last summer at all, you saw tons of these TikToks were like, look what you can do. And you can put in fake information and you can reserve these tickets. And so... Basically, when the rally comes around, um, 6,200 people show up, and the organizers were forced to close down all of the overflow they had set up because they were expecting one million people (laughs) to come to this rally. Um, And not only did they do that, they've also, like, I think um, everybody knows Pedo Matt Gates from Florida. Mm -hmm. He recently had a rally out in Phoenix as well. And same kind of thing. Uh. You were seeing lots of people go online and put in for fake tickets to try to kind of get these events to either shut down their websites or to not happen at all. Ah. You know, he's just trying to support sex workers. No. (laughs) Also, I don't know who you're talking about. You don't know who Matt Gates is? What? No. He oh. looks like a South Park character he actually sprung to does. life. Yeah. If, if I could go to jail for one thing, it would just be killing that man. <laughs> Sliding in petroleum <laughs> into <laughs> Matt Gates's house and just shoving it down his throat until he stops breathing. So he sounds like a pretty cool guy. This week on Jellied. <laughs> Matt Gates' house. We open the season, gates. On season Hot. two of Jellied. Of hell. <laughs> He's our season opener for season two. Yeah, uh, waste of good suffering. Yes. <laughs> I uh, thought you liked it, slick, Matt. <laughs> oh. Oh, <Jesus>. oh. <laughs> anyway, what did this guy do? Why is he evil? Um, because he is known for sleeping with teenage girls. What and is then, he, Cosby? And then paying, what's he in our band? And then paying for it through um, what? What? Yeah, through Venmo. And there's yeah. like a whole, and like you can see very, all his transactions. A, very big, obvious paper trail, yeah. Oh, yeah. And somehow <laughs> he's not, not the not brightest bulb on the death tree. He's, but, he's uh, from yeah. Florida, so yep. take that as you will. 
He's also got two tickets to heaven that he bought on a street corner <laughs> in front of the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Where are you when they're selling tickets to heaven? <laughs> I got it from an alligator. Great callback. I love that. Um, K-pop stands have also come to the rescue um, when nasty hashtags like White Lives Matter started trending on Gross. Twitter. Um, they flooded the site with K-pop-related imagery and videos um, and an outpouring of love and support to the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, so basically, anytime like a really awful hashtag trends, all the K-pop like stands get online. They use the hashtag, but they just fill it with like their own content, and it just blocks out all of the shit. And I it's love just that. it's beautiful. Beautiful. Um, this I even. Mean... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no. I'm going to leave it because it's just going to get cut out of the episode anyway. So I'm just going to keep it where it was. And that is personal growth. <laughs> I'm getting that uh, Kinder, lanced next week just to see change. if it's got anything Kindlier, gentlier. <laughs> Kindlier, gentlier, greasier, Shane. <laughs> Sliding to a floor near you. <laughs> Um, basically this outpouring uh, of support for the Black Lives Matter movement um, even prompted BTS to take a stand and they made a statement in support of BLM. Um, and so for the record, I would like to say that this podcast does stand with all K-pop stands. Please don't come for us. We love and respect you. We would never do anything to upset you. Please don't come for us. Some of us would like them to come for us. Excuse me. I, for one, welcome death. I'm not so. doing it right if they don't, so I'm going to be very like upset. Shane goes with coming, coming, and Michael goes for death. So you have a real analysis on the inner workings. Actually, it's the best men. way to go if a K-pop fan is you got fucked to death by a K-pop fan? Come for you me. smothered me. There's some weird petroleum-filled <laughs> oh. energy right now. Unfortunately. Oh, yeah. I should have so never told you guys about that. Uh-uh. Just slinked you, out from under I the like bed I like that you've been on the death. show long enough, and you're still like, yeah, I can bring up something like a lubricant. <laughs> Shane and John are going to let that lie. <laughs> no, I've literally or caught myself slide. editing out words that I'm like, yeah, this will trigger a joke. <laughs> if I want to keep moving, this is how it has to be. You're work. navigating the, the minefield that is our very juvenile sense of humor. It's jokes on you. I can sexualize anything. Trust Boy, me, do we know it. <laughs> I've slept with John. <laughs> I'm Whoa. still needing therapy about it. Yes. Listen, I ran low on the petroleum that evening. And he's never been the, the same since. Ooh. But I think we all agree on the stands. Yeah. We, we stand the K-pop stands. We do. We love Indeed. them. And we stand Lee. Until we really want to be famous, and then we'll pick a fight with them. That's sure. what I was thinking. <laughs> we can't do our usual least... braggadocious thing here because it'll backfire. Yeah, no, exactly. we can. I have eaten at least 18 different flavors of Kit Kat. <laughs> that's actually... I'm with you. That's a fact. I support you. So this is um this is the part of the episode where I always take a dark turn because that's Ooh. my my whole thing. It's my favorite part. Unfortunately, there's no breast milk in this episode. Oh, Sorry, I I'm leaving the conversation. Oh, I'm bye. I... See you guys next week. So which one of them died? And I'm Michael. Oh Jesus, <laughs> we're going there now. All right, sweet. <laughs> uh, do you just want a three, two, one band aid rip, or is this a slow slow burn? Maybe we should mention triggers or. Uh... Yes, I will say uh, triggers for um, suicide um, and just treating people shitty. Just okay. poor human treatment. 
Okay. I feel like Triggers for Suicide is another band name that we're missing out on. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Suicide. Write that, that one that down. That is a good one. It's Asher's new side project. <laughs> it's going to be short-lived. <laughs> oh, sure no. I want it to be just like a, a drum, like drum solos and then spoken word about like veganism. Now it's just going to be samples because he can only. I love that. He's going to program three notes maybe... and then he's going to walk off stage and we'll never find him. Again. Maybe that's what he's doing in between songs when we practice. Maybe he's rehearsing his material in between and that's why he never shuts the fuck up. He's just whispering. And the suicide will be us. Yeah. <laughs> the suicide where the friends made He's triggered way. me, certainly. Anyway, Courtney, I'm sorry. We'll stop yeah. derailing one of these days. We're, uh, we're, we're a chatty bunch of Cathy's no, today. Um, so basically, um, the the industry, like I mentioned before, it has a dark side. Um, so the process of becoming an idol um, is what sh- what they call it in South Korea. So it's not you're not a pop star; you become an idol. Um, you to go through it is an absolute nightmare. Um, so imagine this: you wake up at five a.m. every morning. Um, you went to bed at one a.m. Uh, you Sick. you ate an ice cube for breakfast because management told you you're too fat and you need to lose weight. You go to a dance I... rehearsal and sweat it out for hours, which is followed by grueling singing rehearsals and excessive working out. You can't have a phone. You can't have relationships. And every moment of your day is spent in training for hopes of debuting in a group. So apparently you've never been a musician before. When was the last time you had an ice cube for breakfast? Today. Yesterday. <laughs> John, you can't bully Shane like that. Terrible I also had management. to. I had to pick it up off the floor because I dropped it initially. It just slipped out. Took it under the fridge. I like to make Shane and his dog fight for it. <laughs> I got it from under the fridge because that's where the petroleum took me. <laughs> Everything's a roulette wheel when you're covered in jelly. We're just picturing your house as like a pinball machine. <laughs> Actually, it's more like a slalom track. <laughs> okay, but in all seriousness, that is completely fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's not the worst of it. Uh, oh, so you're telling me it gets better. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the cool thing about this is they start with kids as young as 12 um, who have even just the tiniest bit. Yeah, Shane. Yeah. Is, it's a is bird, it, you pervert. Is, is it 12 or is it younger? Um, for the article that I read, I believe it was the Vox article that I cited, okay. said 12 to 13. Okay, okay. For some um, reason, that seems like, honestly, given the amount of abuse that's in the that industry, mm. I feel like it should have been earlier. It's not actually age they judge it on, Michael. They wait until they sprout pubic hair, and then you can be incorporated. I guess, that, that, well, that is a good point, because in your vocal pitch and everything changes, so they probably right. want to wait until at least that is started. Because if you're I'm, singing like falsetto or, you know, um, the ululations of yeah. sliding in and out of uh, prepubescent, postpubescent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that a lot of sense. these kids, even prior to joining these like trainee schools, have taken dance lessons and they've oh, taken yeah. voice lessons. Yeah. You, and, you have to. But this is like when you, you get into the shit because any kid that has any little smidge of natural talent, the parents are like, well, we could try. We'll see. Make it big. Yep. Um, but the thing is, it's estimated that per year to be a part of idol training is about $50,000 and that's going to cover your food, your room and board, your lessons, your wardrobe. And none of that is covered by management. Management's like, you pay us to be in our group that we profit off of you. Cool. Yay, like capitalism. College, college sports. 
No, they college not anymore. Sports, they can, they well, can now, take oh yeah, now now they now can. Now they though. can. Yeah, yeah, but in but the I'm past, saying, yeah, prior to this year, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Even college athletes were doing a lot better because some idols report that they were only making one to two U.S. dollars per day oh um, while Ooh. they're trying to pay off this fifty thousand dollars a year uh, contract. And these contracts can last up to 13 years. And if you break out of them, you're in for it. In for what? You don't want to know. Um, so basically these contracts, they're they're called slave contracts. Like I linked the source for that. Um, they um are required to pay back every cent that went into paying for their training. And while you're in these contact or contracts, you are basically under their control 100%. They restrict who you're in contact with, um, if you're allowed to be in relationships, what you wear, if you get a haircut, like literally every aspect, anything you eat, it has to be approved. Uh, I have something that uh, this made me think of, and I think it's appropriate. The reason I made the joke I did earlier. Hunter Thompson has a quote that I have always related to and I feel like is very closely tied to what we're talking about right now is the music business is a cruel and shallow money trench, a long plastic hallway where thieves and pimps run free and good men die like dogs. There's also a negative side. Amen. <laughs> no, that that sums it up perfectly. That, that's fair. Uh, absolutely. Mwah. And so, Tasty like club. I mentioned, if you try to get out of Tasty these contracts, taste. you are risking financial ruin for yourself and your family. Um, and so, unfortunately, this has led to many idols um, committing suicides. Um, I did end up reading there was one that talked about the, la- the last thing he had ever wrote. And he was like, this is the only way to free myself from this. Jesus. Which is just gut-wrenching. Um. Most of the trainees uh, will never even become idols. Um, you will do this for years and years, and you may never even debut, um, which is also just devastating. Um, in fact, there was another thing that I read that talked about how um, even though academics are so pushed in South Korea that a lot of people between the ages of like 16 and 21 have a really hard time getting jobs. Um, and a lot of that has to do with like the time that they spend training for stuff like this and it just not going anywhere and then getting out and trying to find something else that they can put their skills towards. Yeah. Cause you're already way far behind than people that don't spend every waking moment practicing dance or singing. That's not really, those aren't really skills or talents that you can take into other jobs. So you're already at a significant disadvantage <laughs> in that case. I, I, I mean, I I thought I was funny, but I guess not. No, Shane's face is just <laughs> he's no, disgusted no, that you would say that. No, as he was saying it, I'm thinking like, okay, so this means that all of the gangs in you know in Korea basically look like you know the West Side Story jets and sharks running down the street because all of them are failed you know pop stars, so they're all just <laughs> dancing, snapping their fingers, and killing each other. When you're a jet, uh... <laughs> oh man. Yep, basically, yeah. Um, so basically, at this point, like the FTC in 
South Korea is finally starting to address this. Um, oh. the, one of the things they put in place, which I was like, really? Like, that's the best you can do is that these contracts are only limited to seven years now. Oh, because okay. the difference between seven and 13 years. I mean, that's oh, five half. whole years. Yeah, that's that's practically half. Yeah, I, I would say that that's a definite win. Cause for celebration there. Mm-hmm. Sure. We yeah. did it, yeah. boys. We solved the problem. <sighs> There's a, a lot of human rights advocacy happening <laughs> oh <laughs> oh i wonder what? why yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and female female trainees um experience some of the worst treatment by far um especially when it comes to body shaming and appearances um you know who doesn't love really forced um plastic surgery you know like your nose could be better so we're actually going to make you get a nose job if you want to continue with our label um Ooh. and stuff along the lines of that um, eating the one ice cube was an actual story I had read about a girl who, and these girls are all stick thin anyway. Yeah. And she was basically told like, you can only eat ice during the day until you drop like five more pounds, which she didn't have to lose. which just absolutely gut wrenching. Um, and then along with kind of the female groups, they're kind of subjected to three different categories of what, they will kind of put them in. So basically with female groups, they are really focused on what the male gaze is. So what do men want to watch or what do men want to listen to? And so um, the first type is this shy schoolgirl trope. Um, we have the empowered women looking for an older man to fulfill her fantasies trope. And then we have um, the badass woman who doesn't need a man, which is Boss also bitch. supposed to be a turn on trope as well because they're very overtly sexual um it doesn't help also when you have lyrics like you can double dip because i know you like me um good old selena gomez feature yep <laughs> that's a black pink lyric um that song is very suggestive <laughs> no they just like ice cream yeah uh-huh can i can i hazard a guess and say the um sugar daddy one is bullshit no Oh. Nope, looking for that that older guy to really uh to show you the world essentially is the the trope there. Um, okay. Why did we have to go to Aladdin? <laughs> <laughs> I was there too, man. Yeah. Because uh, I can show you the world on a, on a whole carpet. shimmering petroleum whole jelly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Slide right off the carpet. <laughs> oh no! Oh, he fell off somewhere in uh, Egypt. Uh, we got to turn no around. No one to tell us. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, princess. When's the last time you had a slip and slide? Oh god! <laughs> a whole new hole. <laughs> oh. I'm a dinosaur. I'm so covered in petroleum. <laughs> man, I picked the wrong topic. I should have just gone all the way with the petroleum jelly man. I mean, I mean, you got it. You got an easy now you episode know. next time. Easy episode. You need like five minutes of content, and no, no the rest one... will just write itself. Knowing Courtney's luck, she'll do this amazing prep for this episode, and then she'll do it, and we're like, nah, we moved on. <laughs> it's not funny <laughs> we anymore. We don't talk about petroleum anymore. Like, that's, that's my so, new. That's so early season three. Indeed. My boy band is going to be called Jelly Roll, so it's uh, <laughs> good times for everybody. Um, so, yeah, like I was saying, they fall into these different tropes, um, which definitely 
um, lays the groundwork for a lot of sexual exploitation that happens in that industry. Um, there was actually a recent bust of a nightclub that was owned by a K-pop star um, that had to do with, you know, the police covering stuff up, human trafficking. Um, there's You can read articles about it. I didn't want to get into it because I was like, I already want to barf. Yeah, um, you're not going to feel too good inside after reading that kind of shit. Yeah, it's just not not great. What is this, some sort of bust? Yes, ma'am, it's very lovely. <laughs> You know, it's bad when I'm on a naked gun joke from, like, 1993. <laughs> Something's very wrong. It should come as no surprise to any of us that these training factories continue to try to churn out as many idols as possible. Um, in fact, the, um, the Korean government has changed laws to make sure that they can keep these groups together. Um, because bands like BTS bring in a whopping... Uh, $507 million a year, and Yo. that's just one band. It's a gross national product of half of the bloody planet. Wait, can yeah. I, exactly. Can, can I call that number bullshit? Because it, I know it's a John lie, but I, I just have to. Man, he's fucking swinging. Today. I know. No, that's not a lie, but okay. I thought about changing it. So again, <laughs> good job. I was like, Michael's, any, Michael's anytime, fucking hungry he's, today. He's hot anytime someone today. says numbers, man, I'm like instantly like, Nah. Erect because it because you're a nerd. Well, you yeah, and then I so go much. off of that erection that something is up. So I yeah. Ooh, All right, my well, erection. Oh, going that to be this was way. completely unintentional. <laughs> <laughs> gonna do an episode on a number station and just watch you turn oh. to jelly. <laughs> oh boy, be still. Oh my no, heart. Destiny, come come quick! They found a new number in Pi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need any help. I'm good on my own. And now it's called a la mode. Shotgun blast <laughs> to the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> that that ought, to, ought to last until the end of the year. <laughs> oh, I'm happy now. I'm content. <laughs> Talk Ew. to me the next time Pi has another number come out. Oh, God. <laughs> what, are they coming out of the closet? Like, what? So Michael's autobiography or uh, now his his new porno film, both aptly titled Life of Pi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with boy bands and girl bands and K-pop idols in general being one of the biggest exports of South Korea, um, naturally, like I said, they're going to change laws to keep that going because it's working very well for them. Um, most notably is the BTS law. Um, which was put in place to keep the oldest member of the group from enlisting at the military um, at age 28, which is required for all able-bodied men in South Korea. Is that bullshit? No. Wow. Um, so the and this is actually um, the Rolling Rolling Stone magazine did an article about this because it was so kind of revolutionary to just music in general that any kind of laws would be put in place to keep bands together. Um, but essentially, the law states that the entertainer, if they have received a government medal for their domestic and global cultural contributions, would be able to um, apply for deferment of their enlisting. So Some animals are more equal than others. Exactly. And they have actually similar laws in place um, for athletes. So when we're looking at the oh. 2018 Olympics, if you mm -hmm. want a medal, guess who doesn't have to go be in the army? Hmm. Interesting. Because it's kind of motivation. Yeah. So you're saying the cut off as in you have to join or enlist in the army by mm -hmm. the time you're 28. So then if you were to pass 28 and you didn't at that time, that's when you'd start facing 
legal repercussions or something like that, right? Right, okay. exactly. Okay. I, I The only reason why I ask is because other countries that I know that have that mandatory conscription, the age is younger. As in, mm-hmm. like, when you turn 18, you have to serve X amount of years in the military, and then you're off. That's why I was a little confused, because that was a different way for conscription that I... I just gotcha. Yeah, about. no. It, um, the article I read it did say twenty eight. Um, it even talked about like it might push it out to just like thirty, but it depends. You can kind of keep applying for deferment based on your global success. Oh, okay, okay. Because so you can keep you can still be conscripted after that time, right? But oh, okay, Got so it. you're sixty five. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you able bodied at that point? I think that's where they start to get into. <laughs> I mean, am I able bodied now? That's definitely not the case that's another yeah. episode <laughs> <laughs> um so it's all in all i think we'll continue to see kind of a rise of k-pop especially when it comes to american radio um currently right now bts is really the only group that's broken into american radio um they have two songs that are played um which would be dynamite and butter um more and more american artists are also trying to get on those sweet sweet collabs with them because they realize now that the cross market Uh, especially with the amount of money that uh, South Koreans will spend on merch and on tours and concerts and all of that. Like they really want a piece of that. Um, So artists that have done K-pop collabs include uh, Nicki Minaj, Halsey, Kanye, and then the heir to uh, the Benihana's throne himself, Marshmello, who actually remixed BTS first ever all English song. Huh. Um, Did Kanye do that? Yeah, he has done, uh, I don't know if it was with BTS, um, but he did do a K-pop collab. Huh. Interesting. So naturally, I'm super excited to kind of see who else kind of goes down that road and what else comes from it. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen any K-pop music videos, but the amount of money and production that they put into it is just insane. They're so much fun. Um. And so that, my friends, is a brief overview of the glorious genre of K-pop. Okay. Well, we got one of your lies, right? Do you prefer movie theater butter on your (laughs) (laughs) K-pop? No, just BTS butter. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Sticks to the roof of your mouth, though. Uh. It's so creamy. All right, so yeah, you guys got one of three. All that swinging, Michael, and yeah, you didn't didn't even make, a, make contact. I, I thought I did. No, he did. He got yeah. um. That no, I meant like he got one, yeah. but like oh, he was oh. to get all three of them. Oh, oh, I, I mean, look at me. I I, I um, didn't get all three. Instant fail. What are you, the education system? I mean, <laughs> I also am giving yeah. myself partial credit because I was the one who True. started us on the Madonna Inquisition here, <laughs> Michael. Shane definitely gets half. Like he gets half a point, and I get half a point. I I I, I'm, I, okay. I would definitely You're both half that. of a person. Cool. Okay. Mm. Oh, and that's you're a just a zero. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> um, I that? was thinking, were the um, oh no, oh no, <laughs> no, 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 were the one million folks expected to be at the Trump rally? Was that a conflated number? That is what the campaign manager okay. said. I remember right. that. Yeah, because yeah. that was the one that was uh, supposed to be on Juneteenth, right? But they um, moved it because they I were going to so. have it in Tulsa. Uh huh. Yeah, which yeah. uh. Really Real bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they moved it back yeah. one day. 
Don't act like that wasn't intentional. Yeah, oh, okay. it definitely was. Um, but enough people actually noticed and told them about it that they're like, oh, I guess we'll change it. Oops. Oopsies. Yeah, exactly. Well, how did I know? Oh. What do I know about knowing? <laughs> <laughs> um, Aw, shucks. So then if there's no more stabs, I'll go ahead and go over the other two with you. Um, yeah. So I very quickly mentioned that the artist by the name of Psy was a one-hit wonder. Um, he has actually had a very long and very illustrious career in South Korea. Um, he has collaborated with Snoop Dogg. He has a song called I Got It From My Daddy, which is the most hilarious <laughs> music video I have ever seen. Maybe we should watch it as a group. We absolutely should. I, you should have said a trigger warning before that for incest, by the way. <laughs> I, I do want to make a note that when you said one hit wonder, I thought you were talking specifically about in American oh. music because I do know that he had he was actually kind of um dipping down in popularity when he came out with Gungam Style. Correct. Uh yeah, and then when that spread over to America, that re kind of reignited his popularity for a bit longer, if I recall now, correctly, right? What you were saying though, Michael, is that he dipped down. Is it okay if he double dipped? Um yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, because yeah. you know that you like him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And because he got it from his daddy, so. Oh my god, I can't wait to watch that with you guys. It makes me so happy. It'll happen. Is there, is there so... at least is there a clip of him screaming at uh, a woman's ass? Because that was my favorite part of Gungan Style. I totally forgot. No, but they do superimpose his adult face on a child in a school classroom flirting with a teacher. And it's okay. hysterically disgusting. All right. Okay. <laughs> I am um, intrigued. Disgusted, the, but intrigued. The last slide that I snuck in right at the very end was I said that um, the heir to Benihana's himself, Marshmallow. Um, I'm really disappointed that none of you know enough about Steve Aoki, that his dad is the one that founded Benihana's. I don't even... Yeah, I don't even he, he's I'm, techno, I'm, right? I'm, 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 Allow me to show it the respect <laughs> it so greatly and richly deserves. <laughs> Shane did a gesture of throwing his spunk. The only no, thing I was I tossing know. the onions into the air with a spatula. Yeah, it was. Uh, he was throwing a shrimp in his hat. Oh no, I just thought he was throwing. I thought he was Spider Man. Which is now I what made we're, the we're oil volcano. <laughs> Listen, um, man. Yeah, the only thing I know is coming that is been, coming. He was in like a Beats episode or something like that. I can't remember. And then he was on like episode of like you know by Dre some MTV show. I can't. I'm remember. wearing them. I should know, but. I didn't know they had episodes. Guys. Anyway, I'm just wait, really next hip episode. with the youths, I man. Like, come on. Like, I'm not happy. hip. What did you say about the marshmallow man? Um, yeah. Exactly. Hey, wait, this guy's a sailor. This is New York. If we get him laid, we got no problem. <laughs> so it was Steve Aoki that actually remixed their first ever all English song, uh, oh, which wow. is really, it's a fun song. I like it. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay. Aoki, 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 and that's what I got. Aoki, that was fun. That was a little less. Uh, there, there was a surprising lack of suicide compared to last week. 
<laughs> Michael thought he was a smooth criminal in the background. Don't, don't what did worry. he do? What did he you'll do? Have, you'll you have to listen. No, no, you'll have to listen. Oh, God. <laughs> you know I don't do that. I know. <laughs> yes, we do. I think we actually have certifiable proof at this point, and I'm <laughs> just do. waiting for that to finally, you know, become relevant. But uh, until that time, Courtney, you did an amazing job. Yes. That was a fantastic episode. Thanks, guys. And if I hear any more bullshit about you following me after an episode, I might just worm my way into your house with petroleum <laughs> jelly some night and just yeah, prove well, how wrong you are. Well, you know what it was is I, I made the mistake of looking at the stats that we have in the Google Drive and being like, oh, nobody likes me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if we've proven anything over the course of our prior discussions is you shouldn't do that because it's it's not really indicative of quality. No. And the fact that Michael is our statistical leader. Technically, yes. And then also like urine therapy is one of our higher rater hits, which makes no I sense. I mean, that, that thing was kind of brilliant uh, uh, through no fault of your own. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say the episode itself probably... My content wasn't. Hey, that's how people treat pink eye, Michael. Uh, There you go. (laughs) When in doubt, just piss on it. Uh, (laughs) That's uh, a life motto to live by. There's the season three (laughs) t-shirt. When in doubt, whip it out. Fetishes Um, have been started with those statements. (laughs) Fetishes have been started for less. (laughs) Oh my God. I figured it out. Uh It just occurred to me, and the answer was in our previous episodes. If we're trying to find the culprit of who the petroleum penetrator is, it's fucking Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, shit. She said it in her website name. It's fucking Goop. Goop. Oh, it all comes together. Wow. That's using the great. That's a a multi season arc. And she's using the psychic vampire repellent in order to avoid detection. Oh, my God. I'm getting goosebumps. Or after she lights the vagina candles. Actually, she's just slipping jade eggs into people. Oh. That's why she's a petroleum penetrator. (laughs) (laughs) There's an egg for you. And she started at Stardust Ranch. Everything's connected. Goes all the way to the top. Do you think portal. she has like a potato gun that she puts the jade eggs in with the petroleum <laughs> jelly? <laughs> if she doesn't, I'm sending her one for Christmas. Because <laughs> that sound alone will put me to sleep for seven nights in a row. <laughs> slip, slip, slip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kristen, I'm so sorry, but you deserve this. Speaking we should get her back on the show at some point. True. Just a maw full of tentacles just you, uh, welcoming the jade egg. You asked, or you told Kristen to, to get back on the show when she's sober, right? Shane? I did, yes. I, I, I offered a, a you know a, a wonderful invitation because she needs to talk about the panties that she's going to take off of her body and send to Michael. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, we her actually, favorite we moment had of the whole show. We had an in-person conversation. Did you? Oh, oh good. Oh, good. <laughs> no, she told me specifically, hi, Kristen. Uh, that was the one thing she really regretted about the whole exchange. She's like, I don't want people to ever think that I'm sending Michael my panties. Wait. I'm going to conscript somebody else's panties for this purpose and send them to him. So she wasn't upset or regretted talking about the incense the incest the incest are you fucking kidding me did he just say incense he sure did yeah i'm sorry yeah. i can't speak this yeah is, michael there's, there's he's, she's real episodes. upset about the patchouli <laughs> the 
Apparently so. Well, it's heredity that he would get that wrong, so. <laughs> Hair to tray. <laughs> Gone tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, sorry, Kristen. Uh, you would never, ever deem <laughs> to send undergarments to Michael. But if you want to send Michael something, let me tell you <laughs> yeah. how you get your gateway. Like, because like if you a five gallon bucket of petroleum jelly, we will mail it to Michael. Or Please. someone who's just, you know, slides out of it covertly at the break of day. It's it's You're like saying... it's like the giant cakes that people get yeah, where the person yeah, yeah. bursts out, but it's literally just a tub of petroleum and they bust out like whoom! Also, then, you're saying all this, Shane. Like you're not just going to give the address, and yeah, when you have yeah. the address, you can pr- you can play creepy crawlers, yeah. covered in petroleum jelly. Exactly. You can change all the light bulbs in Michael's home, and you can even <laughs> place one in his mouth or his nostrils while he sleeps. And They'll you know how up. you He's get that smart. information is that you tell us how much you love and adore this show. And let me tell you how you do so. If you enjoy this thing on your preferred podcast provider app, then just, you know, give us a little rate and review. Tell us that you love what we do because we'd love to hear from you. And for every comment that you offer... We will offer you Michael's address, social security number, I uh, ways mm-hmm. to clean his pipes because he's too lazy to. I mean, there's just <laughs> any if, number of things that we what will if reveal to you. What if it wasn't his hair? What if someone's just Ew. been breaking into your house oh and my. shoving hair down your drain? I, I'm going to talk to my landlord. Well, you know Actually, that's my is. escape route. <laughs> Like BTK's Woo! granddaughter, like just grew up, and she's like, "Well, I could never like bind, torture, or kill, but I could fuck with people and like shove my hair down their drains and really fuck up their plumbing." This hair is is blonde. <laughs> what the? She's BTB. <laughs> bind, torture, block. <laughs> it just poses the new question: What problem can petroleum jelly not solve? It's true. I uh, haven't met one yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm being honest. And Even for world hunger, home, you can you can at least uh, fake it. it for a week. Yeah, for yum, you listening yum. at home, maybe you should tell us what can't petroleum jelly fix. And that you can find on our TikTok when we finally answer you, or we take your answers because we've got one and it's incredibly popular because we're over there on the TikToks at Disinformed Podcast. We're also on Instagram, which Courtney dedicatedly, uh, you know takes care of, cultivates, and uh, curates over there, and it's lots of fun, and that's at Disinformed Podcast on Instagram. You can also find us with your drunk uncle over there on Facebook, <laughs> facebook.com slash disinformedpodcast, and of course on the Twitters at disinformedpod if you want to see a bot generate all of the times <laughs> that we post episodes. But also every occasional Wacky Wednesday on the Tubes of You, you can find fan fiction, random comments, and eventually the Disinformed book club which will be winging your way at 10 a.m mountain time guaranteed whenever there's actually content that we can provide to you so those are all the lay the ways all the lays and ways that you can show us how much you jelly us and uh, that said everybody else how you doing this week pour oh, some good. jelly on me huh in the name of petroleum <laughs> <laughs> what did you say I'm a a damn lepon. (laughs) (laughs) When when we have Kristen back on the show, you'll have to ask her to tell the story about when her and I worked at a UPS store together and her favorite customer that her and I still quote to this day. Oh. 
there's a there's a little plant. Yeah, the we'll, BTS yeah. UPS uh, <laughs> STD. And I guarantee that bitch cavalry. is driving in her car right now. Listen, just heard this, and she's chuckling like a little idiot to herself. And there's wingy dog ears, apparently. <laughs> that was yes, that was true. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, uh, does anyone else have anything that we would like to offer our lovely listeners? Do we have something that uh, occurred uh, strange I mean, swinging out of our... the way other than painting an ottoman? Yeah, I mean, for our Phoenix listeners, uh, Shane and I have our first full band show coming up in August. If you uh, want to come see us make loud noises. They don't, uh, they don't reward attention-seeking behavior, Will apparently. Will you be sliding onto stage? I'll be sliding into it. something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be August 15th at the Rebel Lounge. Uh, 6.30 doors, 7 p.m. is the show. We have a bunch of friends on the bill, and we're really, really excited to do it. Also, don't be a dum-dum. Make sure you get vaccinated so that we can keep doing shows, because that would be a lot of fun, because uh, we need to keep playing shows. We need to keep doing this. And uh, this is the Disinformed Podcast reminding you to help control the pet population and have your pets spayed or neutered. neutered. I was thinking (laughs) the exact same thing. (laughs) And also, be sure to neuter your Michael. Or else I'll can't get have out of control. more of those little rascally goofballs running around, you know? <laughs> I mark my territory extensively all the I time. I feel really bad for the women in your household. I feel bad for them, too. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, it's funny that both you and Nicolas Cage have been besieged by bees in the past, and I have <gasps> a feeling it might be how you end your life if I keep getting any more of this nonsense from you on this show. Breaking my legs won't bring back your goddamn honey. That's uh, <laughs> what I love to yell. You, I'm telling you, the both of you need to, to catch up with us on watching The Wicker Man, both the original and then the ghastly feature? fucking oh, remake. Because yeah. oh, it's man. well worth it. But yeah, I was sitting there the entire time just turning to Melissa and going, they have absolutely <laughs> missed the fucking point. <laughs> Of what the first movie was trying to indicate, and they've just turned it into What Women Want Part (laughs) 2. Death, dismemberment, and big baskets of bees. That's all my favorite things. Indeed. Shane, how did it get burned? How did it get get burned? burned? How did it get burned? Best part of that movie was the five-second clip you sent me of him (laughs) punching out the barmaid. That's the only thing I laughed at. So... But that is a story for another time for those who keep bees. And uh, it's going to be interesting for Courtney as well. She can see the connective tissue of what actually inspired her people. Okay. <laughs> those who, uh, you know, have mail sent packages full of uh, stingy objects. But uh, thank you all for being here for another action-packed edition of Disinformed. We have loved it as always. And thank you, Courtney, for stellar material. Thank you, John, for your shining personality. And thank you, Michael, for letting us get it over. Amen. Indeed. So for the Disinformed podcast this week, I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. And zip it a zoop we're out of here! <laughs> <laughs>